radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings, friend, and welcome again to the Bible Broadcast. This is Keith Allison doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia. I just want to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible exposition. And it is a real honor and a privilege that I have to be on the radio again, bringing another word of God, bringing the word of God to you. And I trust and hope that the broadcast finds you and your family well. And uh, to those of you that are listening to me on a Sunday morning, I hope that you are making your plans and preparations to be in the house of the Lord today. And then those that hear this broadcast on another day, uh, then I trust that you as well on Sundays uh, are attending a good fundal, fundamental Bible-believing church. And uh, you've heard me say so many times, if you have listened to the broadcast, that I believe we are living in the last days. And if we're going to do anything for the Lord, we're going to have to be up and about that business, amen, doing it for the Lord uh, while we have the opportunity. And so I am thrilled to be on the radio today. Uh, you can go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. KeithAllisonMinistries.com and you'll find our short-term itinerary listed. You will see the books that I have written and uh, you can order those from our website and then you'll also uh, see the radio stations that I am currently on and you can see a, a site where you can listen to them as they are archived and you can listen to them on demand. And so we would that trust that you could use if you could use the website, then we'd certainly appreciate uh, that. But we do covet your prayers as we're trying to serve the Lord in these days. And I hope that the broadcast is a blessing to you. I do want to appreciate those. I want to say I appreciate those that have called and let me know that you are listening. Uh, I appreciate hearing from a preacher friend, Brother Josh Owens, up in Kentucky. And uh, we just appreciate those that call and let us know that you are listening to the broadcast. And uh, I was with some folk uh, up in uh, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, the Old Fort Baptist Church, and, and had some folk tell me that they listened to the broadcast there off of WFLI in the Chattanooga area. And so everywhere we go, we are just thrilled to meet folk that are listening. And uh, I need to hear from you. I need to know that uh, the station you are listening to, I need to know that I am t touching someone and reaching someone. And so we would ask that you let us know that you are listening to the broadcast. And it'll, it'll be a, such a blessing to me. And uh, you pray for us in these days as we uh, just uh, preach the word of God almost in a different church every week and uh, doing what the Lord would have us to do. It's been a blessing to see people saved. Uh, uh, me and, and another preacher, we were preaching a revival uh, some time ago in the church, and there were five people saved during the week. And then I was up in Mount Airy, North Carolina, in revival, had a teenage girl saved up there. And then I was preaching a Sunday morning homecoming service in Cleveland, Georgia, and had two adult women saved, amen, in the morning service. And it's just been a blessing uh, to see folk get saved by the good grace of God. Jesus said, for the Son of Man 
is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And I'm thankful that he come to do that. Today, I want to open the word of God to the book of Romans in chapter number one. And uh, these New Testament epistles, the books like Romans and Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, these letters were written, and of course, First and Second Corinthians, these letters were written to churches in those respective cities. And uh, they are these church epistles that we are to build church doctrine on today. And the church needs preaching out of these church epistles, amen, uh, to build a strong church. I want to bring a message today entitled, What Should People Hear About Our Church? And when I say our church, I'm talking about your church. Wherever you attend church, what should people hear about your church? And I want to give you several things today, biblical truths that the apostle brings out as he writes to these local churches. And I want to give you at least seven things that ought to be said, amen, about every church. Seven things that ought to be said of every church. Number one, in the book of Romans, in chapter number one, in verse number eight, we find out that our faith ought to be spoken of. I'm preaching on seven things that ought to be said of every church. Paul told the church at Rome in Romans chapter number one and verse number eight, he said, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, here it is now, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So apparently this church that was at Rome was what we would call, it was an impressive assembly. It was an impressive collection of saints. They, uh, their faith, the Bible said, was spoken of throughout the whole world. And that would mean, of course, the known world at that time there in Europe and Asia. And so these believers were uh, they were faithful. They, they had faith, and that faith was spoken of. And isn't that where it all starts? The Bible said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And we could talk about how that it is our faith that makes our prayer life real. It is our faith that makes our worship real. It is our faith that makes our service real. And let me say that if we do not have faith, then we're just a dear friend, uh, just a, a, a social group organized, amen. That's about all it is. But he said, your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Not only did he say that about the church at Rome, but also the church at, uh, at Colossae when he wrote the book of Colossians, this is what he said in Colossians uh, chapter number one and verse number four in the greeting to that church. He said, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, how about that? Since we heard of your faith. So can I say that your faith as a local church, your faith 
ought to, in other words, it ought to be heard about. Seven things that ought to be said about every church. Number one, your church ought to be a church of faith, a church of faith. The opposite of faith is unbelief. And it's a sad day, friend, when our churches are filled with unbelief. We've got to believe that God is. We've got to believe that God is able. We've got to believe, friend, that God can. Because if we do not have faith in God, then there's no way we're going to do it. And so we need to have a, a biblical faith that is a moving faith, an operating faith, a faith that reaches out and enables us to minister. You see, a church without faith is going to be crippled. A church without faith is going to be handicapped. But a church that has faith, then they will build up the body of believers. They will edify them. But at the same time, they will have an evangelistic outreach because of their faith. They believe that God can they believe that God wants to. They believe that God will. And they believe that they can by the good help of God. So number one, uh, what ought to be said of your church is that your faith, amen, you have faith. Your faith is spoken of. And then number two in Colossians chapter number one, back over in Colossians chapter number one when Paul was writing to the church at Colossae, uh, he said this in verse number four, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, look now, not only did he hear of their faith, he said, and of the love which you have to all the saints. So the church at Colossae, they were a loving church. And it ought to be said of every church that they are a loving church. Did not Jesus say, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another? And so, friend, I'm telling you, the world has seen our churches fuss. They have seen them fight. They have seen them split. They have seen them uh, disorganized. And the world is saying, well, why should I want to go down there? Why do I want to go to that church? They, they can't get along with each other. They hate one another. And, and friend, that ought not be said of our church. God help us. And I know that it, it, it seems like at times, humanly speaking, that there's just nothing else that can happen but a, but a split and a division. But I want to remind you, God is not the author of confusion. But I do know this as well. Having said that, let me say this. I am not for compromise. I am not for compromising the word of God. I am not for compromising the truth of God. I am not for the economical movement. And friend, I know firsthand in local churches, there are times when people get sideways with the word of God. They get sideways with what the church is wanting to do and need to do. And folk begin to have a different idea about how things ought to be done. And sometimes a church split is inevitable because everybody's not going to believe the same thing. Everybody doesn't want to carry out the same uh, a, a method of service and method of ministry. And sometimes, and you can't compromise the truth, friend. And so if you take your stand, sometimes people leave. And sometimes you may have to be the one to go. 
I'm just saying, I'm, I don't want to be a part of compromising the truth. And if it means somebody going or me going, then one or the other will have to happen because I don't want to be a compromiser. But here, getting back to the point, we need to love one another. The Bible said, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And friend, can I say to you today, he said, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. But again, having said that, I want to remind you, there were times when people walked away from Jesus. He loved them. He loved them. He yearned for them even as they walked away, but he did not holler out and say, wait a minute, y'all come back and I'll tone my preaching down. He did not say, wait a minute, y'all come back and I'll tell you a, a different way to be saved and I'll not make it so hard and I'll not, you won't have to give up sin and you can still, no, no, neighbor. Jesus had to let them go because they were walking away from truth. And there's nothing else you can do. But may I say, what people ought to hear of our church is that our faith is spoken of. They ought to hear that we have love to all the saints. Amen. We ought to love one another. We ought to love one another and show that love. God help us, friend. There's enough of hate and animosity in the world today. I believe the spirit of Antichrist is working as much as he ever has. I believe there's divisions in our nation that we've never seen the like of uh, politically. And I believe there's divisions religiously, friend, that we've never seen the like of. And it seems like everybody wants to do their own thing. Nobody wants to cooperate. Nobody wants to uh, rally around a friend, an absolute truth. Well, I'm just, I'm cut out of the old cloth. I came out of the old school. And I just want to tell you, friend, God's word has one message it's not of any private interpretation. What it says is what it means, and what it means is what he says, and you and I just need to believe it. Amen. Sin is still sin. Right is still right. God has not changed. His word has not changed. And in 2017, friend, and every year following, a friend, God's going to be the same, and you and I just better buckle down to the truth and, and let our faith be spoken of and have love to all the saints. Amen. That's what the word of God is saying. Have love to all the saints. And then number three, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, as he writes to the church at Thessalonica, he commends them because they received the word of God. And may I say, it ought to be said of every church that they receive the word of God. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, here it is now, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Y'all to receive it with, with joy of the Holy Ghost, even if it's in much affliction. He said, so that you were in samples or examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. So friend, here was a church that had received the word of God. The Bible said in chapter two in verse 13 of 1 Thessalonians, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God, you receive the word of God. Listen now, he said, which ye heard of us, ye received it not 
as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. He said, you not only received it, you received it as the word of God. It ought to be said of every church that you receive the word of God. Now, I know there's a lot of debate today about Bible versions. And I know that the New International Version is seemingly the more prominent version that is used by a lot of people. But friend, I, I am a King James Bible man. Amen. I believe that when God had the King James Bible translated, and I know that the early translation went through several revisions, getting the print right and getting the words right in the translation. But I believe, friend, that today for English, I said for English-speaking people, I believe that the King James Bible is the Bible we ought to be using. Amen. And so when we talk about receiving the word, you need to kind of know what you're talking about. The psalmist said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Now, if you lay your version down beside my Bible, if you lay your version down beside this King James Bible, and your Bible and my Bible doesn't read alike, if, you're, if, you're, if your version changes the message that's in the context, changes the words that's in the context, then there's then either yours is right or mine is right. Yours is wrong or mine is wrong. Both of them can't say something different and both of them be right. Now is that is that asking too much? Is that is that making it too simplified to simply say that if if they disagree, then both of them can't be right? Can I say that? Okay, then I'm gonna tell you, neighbor, that that why should I leave the Bible that I believe is right, amen, and go to one that says it differently than, the, than what the King James does? And I know that somebody is saying right now, well, preacher, you're just showing your ignorance. You're just showing your backwardness. You're just showing your old, old, old classic uh, ideas. Amen, friend. I want to remind you, we're living in a new day. We're living in a new age when everybody's got a new idea, when everybody's got a new a new thought, and that's why we've got same-sex marriages. That's why we've got folks trying to change their gender. That's why our politics is all out of whack. That's the reason we're seeing a world, a friend that's in disarray and confusion is because of this new ideas that everybody wants to have, and it bleeds over into the church, and the same way, what we need is old-time Christianity and old-time citizenship and old-time Americans. I'm talking about what's right with being right. Amen. Oh, preacher, you're upset today. No, 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 friend. I'm just telling you God's truth. This is what ought to be said of every church. Number one, your faith is spoken of. Number two, you love the saints. Number three, you receive the word of God. You receive the word of God. Not only should it be said you receive the word of God, but he said in verse number eight uh, that it ought to be said that the word of God is sounded out from your church. 
He said in verse 8 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, Far from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were to spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. So not only did they receive the word of God, but they sounded out the word of God. And isn't that logical? If you receive the word of God, then the word of God, if you receive it, it's going to speak to your heart. It's going to change you. It's going to conform you to the image of Christ. It's going to make what God wants you to be. And in so doing, you're going to be concerned about others. You're going to be concerned about getting the word of God out. And so from your church that receives the word of God, a friend, a, the good word of God is going to go out from your church. It ought to be said of every church that the word of God is sounded out. You, how do we sound out the word? Every church member ought to be a witness. Every church member ought to be able to witness at school, if there are students, in the workplace, in the community, among their friends. and Everybody ought to witness. Y'all to witness with your lifestyle. Amen. Y'all to witness with your lips with what you say, your words, and then the church can sound out the word, amen, through radio ministry. That's what I'm doing right now. This broadcast, my the, the Bible broadcast radio ministry is under the umbrella of the Fairfield Baptist Church. I pastored the Fairfield Baptist Church for 28 years and three months, and I resigned in January of 2017 but the radio ministry currently is still under the umbrella of that Fairfield Baptist Church. And so this, this radio ministry is a part, not funded totally, but it is a part of the mission work of the Fairfield Baptist Church. And may I say to you, friend, that the word of God is being sounded out from that church. And, and every church ought to be able to sound out the word of God. We sound out the word of God through missionaries. I hope that your church is a, is a mission-minded church. I hope that y'all have a missions program, whether it is one missionary or a hundred missionaries. I do not think there is a set standard for any church because there's so many variances. It depends on how many people are in your church. It depends on how uh, much your offerings are and how much that people give. Uh, you see, a church may have one missionary, and that's all they can do. A church may have a 100 missionaries. But what you better be concerned about is finding the will of God for your church under the leadership of your pastor and those leaders in that church, y'all need to find out what God wants you to do and y'all to be sure that the word of God is being sounded out from that church. Amen. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 9, friend, uh, it ought to be said of every church that you are dedicated to serving God. He told the church at Thessalonica in chapter 1 and verse 9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, here it is now, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. 
Paul is saying that the church at Thessalonica had the reputation that they had turned from idols and that they were serving the true and the living God. It ought to be said, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad sense. I don't mean it in the sense of, of the world, but your church ought to have the reputation of serving God. Now, let me say this. I do not believe that we can serve God unless we serve man. I do not believe that we can serve God unless we are serving man. Now, I'm talking about in ministry. I'm talking about as God would have us, we're to love one another, we're to help one another, we're to pray for one another, we're to exercise our God-given gifts one to another, and we're to do all of this as a means of ministering to God, to one another. And in so doing, we're dedicated to serving God. When you serve God, you're going to be serving somebody else. I, I challenge you to think of any area that you can serve God in without that service affecting humanity. You say, well, I'll give to the poor. Right, you're going to serve God by giving. Who's going to be the recipient of that? The poor. You say, well, I'll serve God by, 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 being, uh, 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 by, by handing out tracts. Well, who's going to be the beneficiary of that? The sinners. You say, well, I'll serve God by cooking meals for widows and helping those in need. Well, that's great. You're going to serve God, but who's going to get the benefit of that? The widows and those in need. And you say, well, I'm going to go out here and, and I'm going to do it for God. I'm going to cut the grass of some widows and, 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 and some folk that can't get out of the house and I'm going to help. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to help them. You say, well, I'll go to the hospital and I'll knock on doors and visit or I'll go to the nursing home and I'll visit. I'll serve God that way. Well, but in so doing, aren't you going to be helping your fellow man? Aren't you going to be ministering to the sick and the aging? I'm telling you, neighbor, I challenge you. You think of any area that you can serve God in without it having an effect on somebody. In other words, you, to dedicate yourself to serving God is a dedication to serving one another, to serving man. Oh, I hope we, I wish we'd get a hold of that idea, that principle. You see, you can't isolate the two. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Well, what did Jesus do when he did the will of God? He died for man. He died and paid redemption's price for man's sin. So that's what dedication. To, so your church, it ought to be said of your church that you are dedicated to serving God. And then number six, it ought to be said of your church, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 10, he said, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. The context is that this was what was said of the church at Thessalonica. They were not only serving God, but Paul said, I've heard that you are waiting, you're waiting for his son from heaven. We ought to be looking for Jesus. Amen. We ought to be looking for Jesus. This is what Paul meant when he wrote the last letter that he wrote 
to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 8. He said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that what? That love his appearing. Paul wrote to Titus and said, looking for that blessed hope, looking, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, Jesus is coming, but are we looking for him? I've been preaching prophecy conferences across the country, and my, I enjoy dealing with prophecy. And what thrills me about it is when I finish up a meeting, it seems like that there is a revival and a renewed interest in the coming of the Lord. And you leave the church and the church is excited about Jesus coming. They're excited about the end day events. And that's what God wants us to be, to be looking for the soon appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be looking for him. And it ought to be said of your church that you are looking for him. And that's what the message of prophecy does. It tells us he's coming. Amen. And then lastly, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 4. It ought to be said of your church that you are that you are patient and have faith in times of persecution and tribulations. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 1 4, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Paul was telling other churches where he went about how the church at Thessalonica had patiently and in faith endured persecutions and tribulations. And friend, we're in the last days and our churches are going to experience that as well. Seven things that ought to be said of every church. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at the Bible Broadcast, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can call me, area code 706-968-1182. Or you can, again, go to our website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Until next time, keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.